Welcome back to another episode of Authentically Us, where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do. Hey, before we even jump in, y'all knew the drill. Share this. You know what? Make leave a leave a review. That's reviews. Um, five star reviews. Uh, only five, please. Only five. Only five. Follow us on Instagram as well. Authentically us podcast i think there's an underscore somewhere so um <laughs> follow us and and enjoy our content because we have some great content today i'm conroy i got my man tony here with me tony say what's up to the people man <laughs> yo what's up <laughs> um speaking of great content we have a awesome guest today we got a agama on with us today um he's dropping gems and we're getting real personal today. So lean in, tune in for this episode of the Clesso. Let's get it. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Authentically Us. Guys, we have a wonderful guest, uh, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, we have a Clesso Agama on with us. Yes, Guys, sir. He is a rapper. He's one of the hosts of Fully Talk. Proud Haitian. Um, he's, he was one of my teammates. He's a husband. And honestly, he's, he's like my little brother. Like we'll go in a little bit more details about that, but he's the little bro and he's a, he's a, he's a low key philanthropist, you know? So AK, welcome to the podcast, man. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. What's going on, bro? Glad to be here, man. Sorry for being late, man. I nah, was in, uh, I was in postmarital therapy. <laughs> hey we need that therapy so yeah and it's and it's important um and we're we're big proponents of that so we thank you for taking some time out your day um we're just gonna jump straight into this because we know we got some juicy stuff for you so we go back you actually sent me a picture a couple of days ago yeah 10 year picture and i was like wow and we go back all the way to Liberty University. Where we both went to college. I was a senior and you were a freshman. Um, tell the people a little bit about like how you got to Liberty. Cause that wasn't your direct line. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny because first I was at the Naval Academy preparatory school. So I was at the Naval Academy think, thinking I'm going to go to like Annapolis and then I felt like God was like calling me to ministry. So I was like, man, like I'm thinking about doing, about going to Liberty. Um, and then I had a teammate, his name was John Drablos. Uh, I think his, um, he had went to Liberty before, but then he went to the Academy and he was like, bro, you would love Liberty. Like that's, that's where you should go. So I was like, you know, I'll visit. I ended up visiting during like uh, testing. So oh, wow. <laughs> So, like, it wasn't, like, the college thing. So, everybody kept apologizing to me, like, yo, sorry your visit isn't as lit as, like, you know, usually be, like, everybody's doing exams. And I was, like, oh, like, you guys don't have to convince me to come here. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> they, it, anything is better than what I was before. Like, I'm coming. Like, <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I got to Liberty, for real. Man, that's funny. Um, recently I saw on your Instagram, you talked about uh, a story when you were at the, the Naval Academy Bruh. where they were doing some wild stuff. Bruh. So they have these, they have this thing. It's like the seven rules of engagement. I think it's what it's called. So if like someone asks you a question, you say, uh, sir, yes, sir. Or you say, ma'am, no ma'am. Right. Mm-hmm. If you do something, you, you say, sir, no excuse, sir, or ma'am, no excuse, ma'am. So I'm doing something. I don't know what I did. I think I did something slight. I can't remember. It was, that's how insignificant it was. <laughs> I do something, and then the gunnery sergeant just runs in my face, and he's like, Minshirman Carinator Gamo, why the hell did you just do that? And just, like, grills me. And I'm like, sir, no excuse, sir. Like, on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to know right now, why did you do that? I go again, sir, no excuse, sir. And he's like, you better tell me right now, sir, no excuse, sir. And then he like pauses. And he's like, Mishima Kanagama, tell me right now, why did you do that? And I'm like, man, 
you are not going to trip me up, dude. Mm. I'm like, sir, no excuse, sir. And he's like, Michelle McConaughey, I'm, I, I really want to know, why did you do that? Tell me. This is not a game. Tell me. And I'm like, sir, no excuse, sir? And then he goes, one last time, literally changed his tone. Agama, man, I'm just, I'm really just trying to understand, like, like, why did you do that? Like, I'm really, like, help me figure it out. Like, tell me, you're not going to get in trouble. And I was like, well, you see, sir. And he just starts, are you cursing? Yo, he says so many curse words, bro. I didn't even know you could use curses like that. Like, he was saying stuff I have never heard before. Right. Get on your face. And when you say get on your face, you drop to the floor, you just start doing push-ups. And as he's cursing at me, all the other detailers surround me and just start cursing at me, yelling at me, telling me all I am is an amount of excuses. I was a mistake. I should have never been born. I'm just an excuse. Dang. They just start going in. And that was the hardest lesson I've learned about not making excuses. Like, so like to this day, like I try not, I try not to make excuses unless like it, like not that it, like, unless it calls for one, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I was late today. Like I shouldn't have been late to the podcast, even though people are going to know I'm late because it's pre-recorded. but I was late. We all listening to it. I was late. <laughs> Authentic, <laughs> but, bro. I was in, um, here, here I am saying excuse after telling a story about not making excuses. I was in, uh, like a postmarital counseling with my my wife and like my pastor the pastor's wife and we were talking about a situation where you know me and my wife had a a disagreement um, and we're just kind of like working through that not like saying who was right who was wrong but just like what is the heart behind what's the heart behind everything Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm learning a lot of a lot like marriage has been teaching me a lot like there's a lot. I, I got a lot of work. <laughs> like, I, from when I met Conroy, I'm an entirely different person. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm way <laughs> different. Almost 10 years. I'm a way different person. Yeah. But, like, even still, like, 10 years later of, like, intentional work, mm. like, there's still so much yeah. more work that needs to be done. And that's what everybody, like, doesn't matter how long you are in your Christian journey, whatever journey you're going through, like everybody needs to continue that work of being more like Jesus, you know, like working through that. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy, to be honest. The stories Conrad got of me. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, well, a I'm I'm just curious now, what what have you been learning uh through marriage? Man, I've learned that I am not the greatest person like <laughs> yeah like um i've been working on being more like i'm trying to empathize more like i see i lack on like empathizing like for me like if i don't understand something like sometimes i move quick to like okay let's just find a solution like okay i may not agree man but okay we can let's just let's just go through a solution but it's like with my wife it's like she doesn't want a solution she wants to be understood she wants to be seen like that's the difference she wants to be seen and it's like like sometimes like when you're on the go you know what i mean like you just like let's go let's go let's go if you, yeah, this is audio so you don't see my hands moving yeah. But, yeah but it's like you're just on the go like just all right i got like we don't got time to fight because i'm going doing this i'm doing that like we, we just got to keep going. Everything got to be good. And it's like, it's not going to be good unless it's, you know, actually good. You know what I mean? Mm, unless, like, yeah. everybody's seen. Yeah. So I've just been, like, learning that, um, learning more about time management. Uh, obviously, I need more help on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm learning, like, I just, yeah. Patience hey, so sound- work too much. So, yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like you're learning to be uh, – more intentional yeah and what i know about you is when you get your when you when you put your mind on something set on something it's like i'm going to do this and i don't like the distractions 
you know, injuries, uh, like you're still going to do it. You're going to find a way. And it sounds like you're learning. You have to do that with your marriage too, which is, which is beautiful in its own way. I did have a question for you, Tony. I always put, I like to put Tony on blast sometimes. Let's go. Um, Tony, you've been, you've been married some, some years now with the kids. So um, what, what have you been learning? I would say recently in your marriage, um, you know, with going to therapy and, you know, years in now at this point that you can share with, with us. So one thing I've been learning and really need to um, get help with is I have a tendency to people, please. Uh, And especially with my wife, uh, people please way too much. And uh, we actually um, had a conversation a couple of days ago. And she was like, why do you people please so much? I'm sick of it. Just tell me what you want. And it's like, uh, (laughs) like... (laughs) It's it's such a toxic trait of who I am, but I also don't know how to turn that off. Mm. Um because I because for me people pleasing and going um going with the flow of things was a survival mechanism and so I I want to turn it off, but I don't know how. And so that's something I'm wrestling with and trying really hard to sit with my uh, therapist and sort through that. Do you feel like you, like, want to be seen? Is, like, part of it? Or is it, like, a thing of being seen? Or not, like, seen, like, hey, notice me, but, like, more like, hey, I'm. Now, I don't know how to explain it, but like, is it a thing of like wanting to be seen? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, my tendency to people please is out of a deep fear that if they get mad, they'll just dip, and I don't want that. So, I just kind of put. My needs like super, super low and just do whatever other people want. But that's also not being authentically me. And so it's like I'm on that journey to figure out what it means to be authentically who I am. No, that's real. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm learning for both y'all because y'all got wives. I got whole wives. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm so curious, Tony. Have like I I know y'all interviewing me, but no, this is good. No, no this I is love this. Good. I love when our guests turn it back on us. But like, has someone left you before, and that's why you feel that way? A classic. We <laughs> we only have a certain amount of time. Um, but yes, because um, my dad walked out on me. Yep. So I can empathize on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cluso's still w- waiting for the milk, and he's I'm still lactose. waiting. I'm still <laughs> waiting for the milk, man. <laughs> and he's lactose. Like how that work? And you know, I still be getting in with that ice cream though. It don't stop me. <laughs> it don't stop me. You just oh. hurting a little afterwards. Hello. Um, but yeah, so um, I didn't grow up knowing my dad. My dad was always in and out of jail. Uh, but there's just something deep inside of me that when my pops got locked up, my whole world was shattered. But when he was home, it was better than Christmas morning. Um, and so. You know, as I grew up and in college, I would confront my dad of, like, I want more from you in our relationship. And he would just clown me. Mm. Um, 
you know, Sam not a man. Um, you know, call me a bitch, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Mm. Nah, that's tough. Golly. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like I I, I kind of relate more with with Clesso where similar situations. You know, dads in and out of jail or you know family doing x y and z but instead of going to people pleasing route i went more of like inward and i'm going to control yeah. what i can control and what i'm actually learning now and I, and it sounds like kind of what you're learning to a class through your marriage because like my understanding i'm not married yet but my understanding is when married everything is on a microscope so any little flaw it just gets blown up And I'm learning that, like, I'm actually pretty selfish because of that, you know, because I kind of went inward and tried to control things in my life. And my question, Aklesto, is that is that something you're 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 learning or that you're seeing seeing throughout, you know, maybe your counseling or even like through your marriage that like, oh, wow, there are some things that I'm I'm actually pretty selfish with. Yeah, um, I'm really selfish with my time because I feel like I don't get enough of it Mm. yeah I I feel like I don't get enough of it so it's like I come back from a long day it's like man of having to deal with so many different people or do so much it's like I just want to watch some anime right now like that's all I want to do and it's like it's like the same way like I can make time for all these other things. Like I need to make time for my wife, you know, mm-hmm. like I need yeah. to, and I, I want to, too, as well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, so that's like one thing I've been learning. Um, and you know, what's cool. It's like, as I like work through these things, like even if there's an issue, like I'm still working through, like at least I'm working through it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, a joy in, like, looking back in hindsight and seeing improvement in yourself or seeing how far you've come along because it's knowing that, okay, like, God's doing a work. Like, maybe right now I don't see it. Maybe right now I don't feel it. Like, Mm. But at least, like, I know, like, you know, God is doing a work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, from when I first met you, I can tell you, (laughs) you're, you're way different. Tony, let me tell you a little story about Aklesso. Oh, my gosh. Um, so Aklesso's obviously in the music. Like, he's a rapper now, you know. <laughs> but it was probably every two weeks he would <laughs> he would be in my car. We'd be right in the car before it escaped. And he'd play me a new beat and have a whole new song about another girl. <laughs> and I was like, who's this one about? Bro, He'll if I me. could rap, that wouldn't have been me in college. So... I, I get you, Klesso. I get you, bro. Nah. Oh. Hey, them raps was hard, though. <laughs> hey, you my sugar, honey. Ice tea, fresher than my Nikes. <laughs> Yo, it was, Tony, when I tell you, it was so funny. And then he'd come to me. That's another thing. He'd come to me, with, he'd come to me for advice about a situation, <laughs> about this girl he wrote the rap for. And I would tell him what I think he should do. And he'd be like, yeah, you know what? I should do that. Like he, he's very genuine and then do the opposite and then come back and be like, Hey man, you were right. And it just, and I, that's when I learned that like, he's really going to do what he wants to do. So we should have like linked up in college. Cause <laughs> man. you and I would have been best friends. Man. <laughs> no, Oh my gosh. It was, it was fun. It was so- even though I had cognitive knowledge, what Conroy saying is right, I didn't have the wisdom. <laughs> I didn't have the wisdom, man. Oh, it was, it was like clockwork, Tony. It was like every two weeks. Every two weeks. Here is A, new girl. B, Conroy gives him information you know what? You're right. I should do that. Yeah. That's good information. And then the outcome would not be, would not be C. It would be F (laughs) and he'd be like, ah, man, I should have done that. (laughs) Oh man. That's he was literally right on every single time. It wasn't a miss. 
There was never a miss. He was right um, every time. <laughs> and I knew he was going to be right. I just wanted to prove him wrong. I wanted to prove myself wrong. Oh That's called God. sin. That's called pride. Gusso <laughs> is sinful. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, I did want to touch on that. So what got you you into music because you you came in writing raps and like doing stuff but like what made you like what made it what was a switch that you're like i want to go full force in the music yeah so um it's the whole story is really crazy because it's like after my dad left i just started rapping like Mm. i would rap my auntie was a producer uh she would come and she would play beats and then I would like rap over her beats. My uncle DJed, so he would spin. And I would like rap. Then my other uncle would like, you know what? If you want to really be a rapper, you got to be able to rap on anything. I'm like, what? And he would play like techno beats or dubstep. And he would make me rap over the weirdest stuff. So that, that way when Conroy would play like, uh, what's that thing? Owl City. Owl oh, City yeah. Beats. And I would just spaz the Owl City beats. He'd be like, how are you rapping the Owl City? I'd be like, yo, Bruh. my uncle used to make me rap on techno. <laughs> Bro, that, that's insane. I want to, like, hear that. Yeah. I want to hear that, Joan. Yeah. But being Haitian, it's like, bro, you're supposed to be a doctor, a lawyer. Like, art is not a thing. So it's like, I never wanted to be, like, I wanted to be a rapper, but at, like, I didn't feel like it was culturally acceptable to be one. And my mom was not for it. Mm. Mm. So then I go to the Naval Academy. I'm going to tell the long story because y'all deserve the long story. Yeah. I go to the Naval Academy and then the doc, the people are like, yo, like you guys have insurance. You're able to get your wisdom teeth removed for free. And I'm like, bad. I'm going to get my wisdom teeth removed for free. Mm. I got my wisdom teeth removed. They put me on these crazy meds. I was out of it like out of it so then when you're in the like in the barracks you're not allowed to like roam around the barracks and do what you want like you stay in your stay in your area yeah but i'm so out of it i'm not thinking about rules i'm just like eh, running around the hallways i get up to third company and i just wander in this room and there's a group of guys just freestyling and i just start freestyling and i'm killing them like, I'm just rapping with them. And they're like, yo, what in the world? What? Agama? Mm-hmm. Agama raps? And I'm, like, just rapping, having fun. couple of days pass, weeks pass, things are back to normal. One of the dudes comes up to me, and they're like, yo, you should really rap, bro. And I'm like, what? Like, nah. <laughs> oh, wow. No way, dude. And he's like, no, you need to take this serious. Like, bro, let me teach you how to record. Like, you need to, like, really rap. And I'm like, nah, bro, like, I like that's not something I'm going to take serious. Mm-hmm. So whatever, he's teaching me how to record. I'm recording. I'm like, all right, this is fun, whatever. I get to Liberty. I'm just, like, freestyling, like, wanting to rap. Like, this is, like, cool, but I'm not, like, I'm going to take this serious. Like, I just like doing it. And I had a roommate, uh, my, my roommate, Darius, he's, like, one of my best friends. He was like, bro, you need to take this serious, bro. And I'm like... Uh, like I'm not gonna take it serious. Like this is just this for fun. He's like, bro, like you could like really do something with this. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not whatever. And then like literally a couple days later, he passes away in a car accident. Like literally, I remember like yesterday, the last moment we had with each other, like passed away in a car accident. My whole world shattered, 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 shattered. Wow. And I was just like, man, it's time to take this serious. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go do work for real. And I just literally just turned up. I would go to different places. I'd be like, yo, I'll rap for free. You didn't got to charge me. And I would just do a bunch of open mics. I would go to random churches. I would rap at a Presbyterian church <laughs> one Wednesday. And then that Sunday I was rapping at a charismatic church. I, anybody could get it. Yeah. I was I was rapping at basketball courts. I would just travel like different cities in Virginia, just 
anywhere I could pick up a mic, I was rapping, building a following. Mm-hmm. That led to me build. I put out a mixtape that led to me meeting a promoter, uh, hosting shows and parties for this promoter. Then that ended up me uh, opening up for B.O.B. and Gavi, me and Gavi linked. Then I started like, and then everything just kind of took off. Like, wow. And it's, it's crazy. Cause that, that was all like in a span of like, like five years. Yeah. And I can confidently say like the amount of work and things God opened up in those five years, like literally like eight months from this conversation, a year from this conversation, what God did in those like five years, whatever, I'm going to look back and be like, whoa, what did he just do in this year? Because just, just the amount of stuff lined, like what I see lined up. So imagine like what God sees, like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I feel like I'm going to be like in a position wise musically in a year. So it's like, it's just crazy how God can take tragedy. My dad leaving me, like my best friend passing away. Like God could take those, negative things and i can't say like i can't say like oh i did that like mm-hmm. like this idea of like oh i manifested this like no i didn't like i yeah. i did not have the power to do that like yeah. it was literally god did like shout out to dj Khaled with this oh god <laughs> did like god did like literally is literally god made it happen god opened these doors like god yeah. took god took trauma mm-hmm. and turned it to like his glory you know what I mean? Come on, so, that's so good, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, and that's why I feel like I used to like sit and be like, "Yo, God, why would you literally let this happen?" And then I literally talked to hundreds of kids without fathers. Like, I literally talked to hundreds of kids without fathers all the time, stories, messages, da da da, in person, and it's like, "Yup." Thank you, God, for letting my dad walk out on me. It is the best thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm able to be there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, I, I remember, um, <clears throat> I remember that that day specifically. We were both in college when when Darius passed away, and it it shook the whole team. And I remember because we, we ran track together um, at Liberty University, and I just remember like you and Abby specifically and how like you guys were obviously closest to, to Darius. And I, and I, and I see how like it did spark something inside of you. And that's also what's like keeping, keeping, keeping you lit and like driving you through, but it's awesome to see how God has literally, I mean, you were out, you were out in California for a little bit and, you know, went back to Miami and like, up and down from Atlanta. Yeah. And like now to see, to see where you're at, it's like, uh, it's true. Truly God is, is, you know, guiding this for you. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see. Um, But what I, I gotta ask, what are your, what are your top five rappers, top five rappers right now? So is it like, these are the five favorite rappers I love listening to, or these are the five best rappers to ever do it. It's a difference. Oh, let's go five best to ever do it first. Okay, five best to ever like rap and reach like high pinnacles of rap. It's um, no particular order. Um, Little Wayne, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, um, Andre 3000. Wow, that I can't argue with that. That's a great list. Yeah. Okay. What about it what is. you're listening to right it now? Is. My favorite, like rappers, I love listening to, other than myself. Um, you didn't, and and you didn't always like listening to yourself. To be no, clear. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. It's like it's like an athlete that like knows what he can do, but just can't do it. That's where mm-hmm. I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like now, where I'm at right now, I can I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like art. Mm-hmm like artistically like i've reached a point where like if there's something i'm trying to do or getting to do like vocally or skill wise if i want to do it i can do it mm-hmm. yeah like because because i've put in the hours i put in the time like I, and it's it's like and i'm not trying to be like 
arrogant or confident. It's just like, like I know, I know what I can do. So not including mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> yeah. The five rappers I love listening to right now. Um, I really, I'm really, really love Kendrick. I think the way he could just really tell a story, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just bring you into his world. Um, obviously Drake, but um I love me some uh I really like man, this is hard. Is is Drake, Kendrick, um I like Doja Cat. I think her artistry is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I, I think her artistry is crazy. Um I'm really, I really like X, XXS Tentacion, mm-hmm. RIP. Um, I felt like him, listening to him, it was like, because he could do so many genres, and so Doja Cat too. She can do so many genres, and it's like, oh, they're free. Like, they're not bound. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you just have to spit bars, or you just can do melodic. It's like, ah, uh, if I want to do pop, I'll do pop. If I want to do this, I'll do this. And I, I like the freedom they have. Yeah. yeah. And I think the last <laughs> person that I like really love is this guy named Casey. He's ridiculous. Mm. He, he, did a, he, he did a lot for like Travis Scott and mm. uh, Kanye West, but like writing wise. Oh, wow. And he's ridiculous. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Those are my five favorite right now. All right. So what you talked a little bit about loving the art of hip hop, Mm -hmm. but being Haitian, you felt like you had to fit this mold of a doctor or lawyer. Yeah. What does it mean for you right now to be authentically you embracing the rap side, but also the Haitian side? Yeah, I think it's like being proud of where I come from. Like, I think it's the the irony about the idea of that. Um, I like to say first generation Haitians have about their kids being in those professions is like Haiti is literally a country of art. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like, the like if you go to Haiti. from the architecture to the paintings to the music they have their own genre of music called compa and it is literally like you it's like the way they celebrate the artists and the way they embrace artists in haiti is so funny because it's the exact opposite of how they treat the kids it's like yo we love this we embrace this we celebrate this but you can't partake in it because we need our we we need a better life for ourselves Mm. it's like we we and it and it's coming from a place of love it's like Mm -hmm. they have this idea of like i just want my my fam my son my daughter not to worry about these bills i want them to be great i want them to be accepted in society yeah and only a few can really shift culture artistically, but I've seen a lot of doctors and I've seen a lot of, you know, different things. So for me, it's like one embracing who I am as a person. I am, I am a Haitian artist. Like, you know, I'm a Togo, even though I don't have a relationship with my father, I'm still Togolese, regardless if he's in my mm. life or not. Like I embrace that culture of mine, even though we may not have a relationship, I'm still Togolese and that's not going to change. Yeah. So it's just embracing who I am and understanding who's God, who God has called me to be mm. and, and merging those two together. Cause I think, I think if you look at scriptures, like God, like God doesn't call you like out of where you're from. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you look at how the gospel was spread. It started in Judea, Samaria, and then the ends of the earth, but how it worked mm. was they started where they were and then mm, because of the persecution yeah. it pushed them out yep. different situations pushed them <laughs> out but they were being authentically who they were and they just yeah. kept living it out and i think that's me it's just being authentic to who i am like 
yo, I am this. And it's funniest story. Like when I first started rap, I was, I think I told this to Conroy, but I was like, man, I just can't rap scriptures together. Like, that's mm. not me. Like, I can't. Because at the time when I was like, here, when people would play me Christian rap, is like people rapping scriptures. In my head, I was like, this is kind of lame. Yeah. But like physically, I, I couldn't. I didn't know scriptures that well like that. Like I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't rap yeah. it like that. And then I was, I think I voiced it to Carl, and I think he said it too. I, I voiced it to one artist, and he was like, "Bro, like just be you." And yeah. then Carl was, Carl has always been like, "Yo, just you're dope. Just be dope. Like just yeah. be dope." And it's just like, just be you, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I I wonder, like when you when you market yourself do you say you're a christian rapper do you say you're a rapper good question like do you do you like that label do you not like where's that journey been yeah i don't i don't run from the label christian rapper like um i do think i do think people don't think i'm christian enough if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. 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 Because you don't rap I, scriptures. <laughs> I don't rap scriptures. Like, yeah, I can literally like have a, I put out a bunch of songs and like, if you listen to it, you'd be like, Oh, this guy is Christian. Cause he says, God, and I, I talk a lot about prayer in my songs. And I say God a lot. And I talk about Jesus, but I like, I don't necessarily rap like, I rap about like what I'm going through and where I'm at. So yeah. it's like he's always if, done that. Yeah. So if you if you if All I all with I'm, the girls, you know. <laughs> so I've never like I technically from the term I'm I'm not a I'm not a gospel rapper. Mm. Like if you're being technical about the term cuz gospel yeah. rap is like people that came from the black church had the black like the black american experience yeah. and wrapped up the scriptures like being like kind of like antithetical of how secular rap was I, yeah. I don't come from that lane so i like so if you ask me are you christian I'd be like, oh yeah i'm a christian rapper but christian rappers wouldn't accept me as christian rappers mm. as in, like like the more like the older heads wouldn't like be like oh like you're not really a gospel rapper yeah, but I and I, I'm not gonna say like I'm an artist. Like I'm a I'm an artist. Like, but I I'm an artist that does not shy away from being Christian. Mm, yeah, like, I do not like I I would love to be at any church. I I'm not ashamed to rap out a youth group. That's like it is a privilege to be able to talk to youth about loving God and the experiences they go through. Like that's yeah. a joy. Like and I'm never gonna duck that. Yeah, but, like I'm in studios like. Like after this, I'm headed to the studio and it's like a secular studio. Everybody smokes weed except me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody drinks and they love that I stand on Christianity. They yeah. love I, they love that I stand for something. And it's so funny because Christian artists feel like they gotta they gotta be incognito and hide their faith. But it's like yeah. they love that. They're like, man, mm-hmm. like I love that you stand for something. I love that you're speaking positive they say i love that positive music is good i may not agree in jesus whatever but like we need we need more of that like i had a conversation with ace hood and he was like man like you like that that christian stuff like we need (laughs) that we need more positivity like keep doing that yeah and it's like bro they love this here's the thing most of these artists grew up in church 100 percent yeah the, the ones that talk, the ones that talk most about killing, robbing, and drugs, are respectful to people who are Christian. Like you are respectful. They mm. just want to make sure, like they can tell when you when you you not who you say you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. rapping this Jesus stuff, but like, look <laughs> at you smoking with us or drinking with us or, uh, you're not really about that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, pe- it's funny because the people that. The people that the so-and-so holiest rappers like talk down on, like, oh, uh, he not really rapping for Jesus. Those artists be the most Christian in their personal life 
where the other ones who do all that are the most unholy people in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. and it's sad to see, you know what I mean? But yeah. In your in your what you're doing is what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Jesus went and Come hung on. out with with sinners, went and you know to the women at the well. He he hung out with people who might not agreed with him, but yep. he showed them love. And I yeah. think that's what I love about like what we all do in all the sex of our sex of our lives that we mm-hmm. just we are authentically us. And if that's in a group of people who are smoking weed or a group of people who, um, you know, maybe, you know, getting hammered, it's like, I'm just being me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I I love that you love that you're doing that. Um, and I just want to encourage you to continue to do that, but also continue to get filled up because that is draining, right? You know, you got to continue to get poured into because when you go into those, those situations yeah it's cool but it's hard um it hard it's hard to say no over and over and over and over and over again but continue to get to get poured into because you are doing a lot for the kingdom just being in the going to the studio yeah. tonight yeah. yeah just hanging out with those guys and wrapping your positivity but like what you're doing is showing them jesus in a way that they can connect with yeah exactly it's it's translating the gospel like like and that's what paul was all about of like i become everything to everyone to win people yeah we have to be able to translate the gospel and make Mm -hmm. it accessible um but before we transition to the final segment I have to ask because I know our listeners probably want to know will you lay some bars? Oh man. Such an awkward question, isn't it? <laughs> it's you know what's gonna be so funny? Like I'll lay a bar, but it's gonna come in like latency, like, oh man, he's not really spitting. <laughs> he's not really spitting. Man, I'm not gonna lay bars, man. All right, no worries, no worries. Because because here's the reason why I'm not going to lay bars. Not that I'm scared to lay bars. <laughs> not at all. Conroy knows I'll spit whatever, wherever. <laughs> but I would prefer if they just went to Spotify and listened to my album, My Life is a Beautiful Mess. They could peep that. And then you can let me, let me know if my bars are fire enough. There you go. What about Dark hey, Days of Martin? Hey, Martin like hey, you, you can't I find like that, that on the internet. You can't find that on the internet. Oh, oh hey, dang. guys. He did an album in college. Uh, it was called Dark Days of Martin Coretta. I loved it, but that's the stuff he didn't listen to, Tony. He, he hated it. Yeah. Yo, that was like early like, stuff. Can you like send that to me? No. When it ne- up, never, right? never. I have a video where oh, I posted one on. of his songs. I got to find it. So Never. Here's the thing about that. <laughs> me, me, Daryl, and John John was just laughing about that. Yo, I shot the cover on some random steps with some dress shoes on, a dress shirt, and a jacket. I'm like, yo, what kind of style is that? <laughs> that was our Liberty style. Random skinny jeans. I'm like, fam. <laughs> I was like, nah, that joint was very, that joint was tough, but. That music is not the kind of music I make now. Like, one hundred percent. Sonically, it's just so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think. Why am I getting the... sad thinking about it? <laughs> no, you're getting real sad about it. <laughs> okay, sad thinking about. It. I completely left the interview, and I'm thinking about how sad that music was. Yo, if y'all could see his head, his head just dropped. <laughs> I literally dropped my head down mid-interview. Sad, ashamed. Ah. Oh downcasted <laughs> oh man that that's funny um we did want to transition to our next segment which is mm-hmm. called rapid fire burr, 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 burr. um in this rapid fire we're going to ask you three questions yep first thing that come to mind don't don't grab the wife don't call any friends is the first thing that come to mind got it first question is lebron MJ, Kobe, LeBron, 
question. Who are you going to start, bench, and sit? I'm starting LeBron. Uh, wait. And oh, sorry. Who are you going to start, and bench, and cut? Yeah. Starting LeBron, benching Kobe. Uh, no. Benching Jordan, cutting Kobe. Wow. Dang. You ain't oh, even right. thinking about that. He didn't. He didn't. You know, you know what's interesting about LeBron? I know this is rapid fire, but if you think about it, LeBron never had a season where he was just like, all right, I just care about dropping points, whatever, and, like, you know, I'm just going to do my thing. Like, Kobe had a season where he literally everybody on his team was trash, and he could just drop those crazy numbers. James Harden had a season like that where he can drop those crazy numbers, but LeBron – from when he jumped in, it's always been about how can I get my team as good as they can get yep. so we can accomplish this goal. Jordan had a season where he could do whatever he want, where they were very terrible. He could just take all, jack up all the shots. LeBron's never had that. Could you, Like LeBron, if he had, like, he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to get buckets and I'm just going to jack up a bunch of shots. Bruh, he would average a crazy number. But sorry, that's that's just We could talk about this LeBron. all yeah. day. but Yeah, right. <laughs> What is still on your bucket list? Man, I first thing that comes to me is music and like performing at arenas. And I also want to get into acting. I actually started acting. Yeah, I've been getting checks, but we could talk about that offline. Oh, you heard it here right, first. Yeah, World yeah. premiere. <laughs> Exclusive, exclusive. We've been getting a lot of exclusive recently, Tom. Come yeah, on, we do. Um, okay, last question is who do you want to collab with most? One person, Kanye West, bro. I could see it. That would be uh, ridiculous. It would Yo, be ridiculous. That would be fire, be ridiculous. Would it be hard not to fangirl? Man. It would it would be hard, but like if I know it's if I know it's coming, I could like prep myself. Yeah. But I don't but think if, Kanye works that way. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of drag you. Here's the thing: I don't I don't like I'm. Yeah, I'm like one person away from most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm one per I'm well Kanye. I'm two people away. I, but I it's right there, you know. That would be dope, mm-hmm. man. Well, Clesto, AK, thank you for hopping on the podcast today. You know, it's always great talking with you, catching up with you. Um, let the people know. I know you kind of dropped it earlier, but let the people know, like, where they can find you, what you got coming next, like, what they can look forward to. Yeah, I'm on everything. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, um, Deezer, if you know what that is, Amazon Music, YouTube Music. Just everything out of Klesso, A-K-L-E-S-S-O. Um, I got a project coming out called Sonus Volume 1 in October, actually. I'm about to hit the studio so I can get everything into mixing um, because it's coming out in October. So A-K-L-E-S-S-O, Klesso, um, your favorite rappers, favorite, favorite artists. Um, so, yeah, that's me, man. And you got a YouTube, right? And I got a YouTube. You can follow my YouTube at TV. F-O-O-L-I-E-T-V. I'm on that. I do a podcast as well called Talk to Me Fully, uh, shortly known as Fully Talk. Because uh, sometimes the talk is foolish, but it always exalts God in some way or shape. I just made that up on the spot, that slogan. I think I'm going to keep it. <laughs> that was kind of fire. That was kind of That fire. was sick. That was <laughs> sick, bro. Oh, man. Again, thank you so much. Um, yeah, people follow him. He's a great guy and like he's legit. Like this is legit how he is. So he's genuine. Get to know him and follow his stuff. Um, AK, until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Thank you again. Yeah. Peace, bro. Peace. It was a good one, Tom. Bro, every episode is so good. <laughs> so good it's always Man. good to um hear from a and to see his uh evolution i should say he he's turned into a 
a great man and um, wisdom and he's very intellectual and when you, when you talk to him he he's genuine everything he 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 says he thinks about um, and I and I hope everybody who who listens to this like really goes and listens to this music because it's actually good and I'm not just hyping him up it's like actually good yeah I you know I didn't think it would like we would spend so much time on you know marriage but it was so it was cool to see him just being so honest so like I messed up mm-hmm. in and like talk about how he's evolved over the years and how you know he's trying to wrestle and work through how to be a you know better husband and stuff like that and you know he's just doing things differently than what he had and you know, I I love seeing that, especially from black men. So yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Well, you guys know what time it is. It's the friendship quiz. The friendship quiz is the quiz of all quizzes. And Tony, I got a question for you. And I have a correct answer for you. I'm going to give you an easy one. Okay. Who is my favorite comedian? <laughs> you got jokes. Uh, Kevin Hart. Ding, 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 ding. You got it right. Philly, Pennsylvania native man. You know, I got I to gotta stay true to us. Yeah, so, you know, there you go. I'm a better friend, so <laughs> let's try next time. Guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Authentically Us. Um, thank you for staying with us this long and continue yeah. to, to rock with us because we keep having more and more heat. Um, but yeah, keep keep rocking with us. Tell somebody about us. Tell your mom yeah. and them. Uh, this is fun, Tony. Thank you, oh, Tony. Yeah. Thank you, Tony, for for saying yes to this. You know, you're welcome, man. And thank you, because it would not be a podcast if I didn't have you to talk to and and throw shade at, you know, so thank you. (laughs) See, guys, we are friends. You see, we can be nice to each other. (laughs) All right, y'all. Hey, until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace out. Holla.